This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first two-in-one removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. Do your part to reduce waste and recycle right. Many of us are ordering more items, such as food and other goods, delivered to our homes. More packages means more waste. Consolidate smaller orders into one larger order to reduce waste. When shopping in person, bring a reusable bag. Recycle right by keeping plastic bags, foam containers, rechargeable batteries, and garden hoses out of your recycling bin. Learn more at GoRecycle.org. Brought to you by Montgomery County, the City of Alexandria, and Fairfax County. All right, guys, real quick, I've got to tell you about my bookie because March is here and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big with the nonstop action over at my bookie. Select the winners from the 63 tournament games in the my bookie bracket contest for a chance to win $10,000 in cash prizes. Doesn't matter though, at this point, your bracket's busted everywhere else. You can still make money over at MyBookie. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code RAVENS so they know you got it here, RAVENS, to secure your deposit bonus up to $1,000. And make sure it's my promo code RAVENS, which tells you you came from film study to get hooked up. Use the code RAVENS to bet on college ball, NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball is right around the corner. 
bet anything, bet anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Join here today for an interesting podcast on the comp pick formula and how the Ravens may benefit from it from this year's free agency period. Joining me today, Connor Hartman. Connor, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Ken? No complaints at all. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, maybe your background, if you like, how you got interested in this and, and where folks can find you on Twitter. Sure. So my Twitter handle is HCDVan um, on Twitter. And basically, I've always been a big Ravens fan. Um, over the years, kind of just developed a increasing knowledge of the team. And something that I've always really been super interested in is the management of the football team and the salary cap. But I mean, you have Ozzie Newsom and Eric DaCosta. You really can't get a better run organization than that. Yeah, I mean they've they've certainly been outstanding. You certainly have a lot of confidence in terms of how they run things, and and I understand and really appreciate how they manage compensatory picks, in in particular. And I'm hoping that you can take us through with an additional layer of understanding on that. Now we've had Brian McFarlane on and other people who've told us uh, about this sort of stuff before, but it's an area that that is quite complicated in terms of what actually helps and hurts the Ravens in terms of additional draft picks come 2022 from this year's free agency period. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of moving parts involved. That's for sure. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it in a little bit, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of things that go on. You're, uh, Look, you're not too far off on the uh, complexity of that puzzle. So start us off in terms of just explaining it uh, uh, in layman's terms as best you can, because I think there's a lot of people out there who really don't understand how comp picks accrue or uh, most importantly, what round they come in. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'll start off giving like a little bit of a background on the um, compensatory pick formula. And um, so essentially the intent of the NFL for the compensatory picks is to compensate teams that have lost their free agents over the course of the year that have not signed additional free agents to cover those losses. So, you know, say in the context of the Ravens, the Ravens lost Matthew Judon and they didn't sign a player to fill that role that, you know, Judon was in the offense or I'm sorry, on the defense. So that's kind of the intent of it. So because of that, cut players don't count towards the salary cap. Um, and if you have a player that is then replaced by a player of similar price signed in free agency, they also don't net you a compensatory pick. Now, there's some new rules that were put into place this year um, for, you know, sense of ease. I'm not going to explain the differences in the rules, but right now there's a base level salary that is 1.75 million for 2021 that any player that makes over that, that has not been netted out with another player that was signed by the team is then available for a compensatory pick. They and potentially count towards 
the compensatory pick formula. Exactly. So there's a total of 32 compensatory picks that the NFL gives out. So let's just say the 32nd player has a average salary of 3 million. That would then be that new floor for the compensatory pick for the upcoming draft. Now there are always always exactly 32 compensatory picks handed out, right? Well, there is a little bit of a quirk to it. Not, so not not that can be the minority hiring for a second. There's always exactly 32 comp picks handed out every year. Well, there is actually a quirk this morning that just came out as well. So the NFL recognized that they screwed up in the original compensatory pick announcement and ended up giving the New England Patriots an additional compensatory pick. And because they recognized that they screwed up in that context, they didn't remove the bottom compensatory pick, which was given to the Bears. So this year, there will be 33 compensatory picks for the uh, 2021 draft. Okay. Wow, that's really bad. Is this a previous year's draft that they that they they failed to give a pick to the to the Patriots? This is an announcement of what the current status was in 2021 for 2022 picks. I believe it is for the new status for the um the 2021 picks. So, okay. yeah, they added another one. I think it had to do with um Demir Bird signing um i think don't don't entirely quote me on that one but i was reading about it this morning okay okay 2021 competitor picks not 2022 so the 2022s yep. are what are being decided now by 2021 free agency so the 2020 free agency would have decided 2021 and and so this actually is a retroactive or a backwards looking look and they misallocated a pick somehow, perhaps based on playing time or salary or whatever. And they said, okay, we said it was going to be this, so we're not going to change it. We're going to leave the Patriots with a pick and give number 33 to the Bears. And there'll be one extra. Mr. Irrelevant will be one pick later. Exactly. Okay. All right. All that makes sense. That's good stuff. So, uh, you know, you've given us a little bit of framework about the minimum there. So one interesting question is about the Ravens is Jihad Ward's contract, which is towards the bottom, will or will not qualify for a comp pick. So currently, as it stands on overthecap.com, Jihad Ward has fallen below the 32nd prong after the signing of Dan Arnold. However, that doesn't mean that his compensatory pick can't be used to net against a signing that the Ravens could potentially want to do in the future. And, and also, wouldn't it be possible that other teams would have similar signings that would move him back up into the top 32? Depending on the team and their current netting situation, yes, that could be the case. Okay. So still a lot of free agents out there. And when does the... I know there's a point at which... The compensatory pick period ends, but I don't know what date that is. And I've been talking about it, but but talking about the really the Ravens searching through the bargain bin after they would a period where they would suffer offsets to their own compensatory picks. Yeah, so I believe uh, there was a new date put out this year. It might have been last year, but um, that date historically has been the second Tuesday after the draft. Mm -hmm. Now it is going to be the Monday after the draft, which is May 3rd. May 3rd. Okay. So that's fairly soon we're talking about. We're talking about 1143, 46 days from now, less than seven weeks. The Ravens will be able to sign whoever they want, who's still available, Jadavian Clowney, 
down to whoever it might be at a low level, they'd be able to sign him without fear of compensatory offset. Exactly. Okay. All right. That's great. Now let's talk about how you qualify by round and, and how those levels are determined. Cause I think that's interesting. And there's, there's different cap implications for this year that probably should be applied, but might not be, but tell us how that works. Yeah. So right now is how the CBA is kind of put out. It has designated anywhere from a third to a seventh rounder that can qualify for a compensatory pick. With And that's mostly based on salary of the player. However, snapping and playing time and accolades such as, you know, all pro votes and pro bowl votes all kind of contribute into that formula. Um, however, you can't particularly predict some of that stuff now before the season happens. Okay. So the snap counts, all pro, pro bowl would all apply to what a player does in, 20, in the 2021 season, although he's, he's being signed off the Ravens roster, for example, right now. Exactly. Okay. So by round, what are we talking about in terms of contract size? Yep. So right now, uh, to qualify for a third round draft draft compensatory pick, it would need to be within the top 5% of all player contracts in the NFL. Right now, looking at the over-the-cap breakdown of players that did qualify for a third rounder versus fourth in their formula, it has it as a player that has a salary over $15 million which would be a third rounder. And then for a fourth rounder, it is top 10% to 5%, which per their formula is over 10 million. Um, so they currently have Andy Dalton as the last uh, fourth round draft pick. So what yeah. that means for the Ravens, yeah. I right, just let's, let's let's go back to the third round picks because sure. um, first of all, it, it's it's percentage of what contracts is it all contracts, including say all quarterbacks? Is it specific to the position? And then when you talk about the top five percent, you mean ninety fifth to the one hundredth percentile, the ones in that group of contracts, they're getting a third round pick. But tell me what the basis is positionally in particular. I believe how I'm reading the CBA, it is all contracts. Hmm. is is within that it's not as a percentage of that player in particular um, a good example would be Corey Lindsley who just signed with the um, Los Angeles Chargers and I believe his contract he is now the highest paid center in the NFL mm -hmm. however he currently per over the cap qualifies as a fourth round draft pick Okay, so he's he's between the 90th and 95th percentile of all NFL contracts, as I read your outline here. Exactly. Okay, that's my that's, understanding. Okay, and I think I I think I yeah I think this makes sense all the way down your outline here that I've got this correct. But he's between the 90th and 95th percentile of all NFL contracts, but he's not. Um, uh, he, even though he's the top center, he doesn't get graded uh, in that way to to generate a higher pick. Exactly. Okay. So both of the Ravens then, both Judon and Ngakwe, are in that 90th to 95th percentile as it stands right now. Yes, that from the formula on over the cap, that is correct. Okay, and does that seem reasonable? or appropriate given the constrained COVID cap of 2021? Now, I believe we talked about this a little bit, not on air, however. Um, so currently as it stands on over the cap, there's only one player that qualifies for a third round draft pick 
within the CBA guidelines, and that's Bud Dupree. He has a salary of about $16.5 million. Right now, as it stands, Judon has a annual per year of um, or average per year of thirteen point six million, which slots him as about the fourth highest paid free agent that qualifies for the formula. Now, in a historical context, I went all the way back to about two thousand and fifteen, and that was the lowest I've ever seen for third round draft picks, which was only three third round compensatory picks. Historically, there's been a lot more third rounders given out. Um, I believe this year there will be six and the previous year there was 10. So the NFL might make some adjustments for the current salary constraints due to the reduced salary cap. However, right now, Judon and Ngakwe both qualify as a fourth rounder. Okay, so just to give folks an idea, if we're talking about a third round draft pick, and we know there are going to be some for minority hirings, which will probably come at the after the player losses, I'm guessing. Not necessarily, but okay, they will come. Okay, so if there was only one third round pick, and that's Bud Dupree, he would be at number 97. Then there would be how many minority hiring ones? At least four, right? There will be exactly four unless in next year during the coach cycle, more get hired from other teams. Okay. So that's a, uh, the, the 97th pick has a JJ value of 112. And I'm just trying to put a, lay down a, some framework for what the relative valuation is of dropping around. If you have four picks after that, that means the third round does not even start until pick number 101. And then it continues on until pick number 132. And 133 becomes the first compensatory pick of the fourth round. So if you drop into the fourth round, you drop from the bottom of the third to the end of the fourth, sorry, to the, to the, uh, yeah, to the end of the fourth, end of the third to the end of the fourth, you drop from 112 JJ points down to 39.5. So 65% roughly of the value of that selection is lost by a single round of drop. So that's very significant to the Ravens is if the NFL would make an adjustment to bring up the number of compensatory picks to reflect the lower COVID cap in 2021. So if you say, for example, that the COVID cap is 91% as high as it was in the previous year, you might adjust everybody's salary up by one over 0.91 to reflect what those true AAVs mean. Now, it doesn't really exactly work like that because these are multi-year deals, but you understand the point is that there should be an adjustment made uh, for the lower cap in 2021. Yeah, so there's been no specific indication that the NFL will do that. However, based on the current circumstances, it's definitely possible. It, it would seem fair, but it's also a situation where there's winners and losers in terms of individual NFL teams. So the individual NFL teams that are losers in this situation, which is almost everyone, meaning they're not getting a third round compensatory pick out of the deal and they don't have one on the line, are not going to vote the Ravens an additional one or two such picks. Uh, in, in order to uh, to devalue each of their fourth round picks slightly. 
Yeah, ex exactly. I mean, teams really aren't going to want to give other teams a competitive advantage. Um, so, but every every team kind of goes about the compensatory formula a little bit differently. There's a few teams that highly value it, like the Ravens and the Patriots and Cowboys, and then teams that don't particularly care. In the context of this current free agent period, it appears the Texans are just going all out, just signing as many players as they can. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, Texans or the Titans? The, I know the Titans have had a lot of signings. The Texans have had a lot too? Uh, the Texans have had a lot of signings, yes. Wow. Okay. Just um, lower value ones. We should probably do then some team-by-team -team review to see if there are any teams and what their actions might do to improve the Ravens draft picks. I know I, I saw the Trent Williams signing with the 49ers and my immediate reaction to it is that's good because he, he doesn't go to the general market. He'd be immediately the highest price free agent out there. And by staying with the 49ers, then he doesn't generate a comp pick at all. Uh, and, and that's a, that's a positive for the Ravens keeping Ngakwe and or Judon in that, in that third round. But apparently that's not going to happen. Yeah. So right now there's a handful of players that could potentially alter the positioning of Judon and Ngakwe. And mainly right now, if you look at the top, you have Bud Dupree. He's not likely to go anywhere. The Steelers are unlikely to sign any outside free agent that would qualify for a third rounder at this point in time. At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch, now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture, and when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space, just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in-store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Then you have Carl Lawson, who left the Bengals. And he's a particularly interesting case because the Bengals right now, currently, he's the only one kind of on an island netting out. Mm -hmm. So all their other players netted out. So in this context, if they sign another free agent and they lose no other free agents, that qualify in the compensatory formula, then they would lose the comp pick for Carl Lawson. Okay. So just going, going down this, cause I think that's an interesting point. So they have lost William Jackson, Carl Lawson, AJ Green, Keith and Carter and John Ross, all who signed what are now qualifying contracts with other teams and would be four, four, six, seven, seven in terms of the rounds. And they've already also picked up Trey Hendrickson at $15 million per year. Mike Hilton, uh, Chidobi Awuzi, and Larry Ogunjobi, uh, who all would be um, compensatory pick offsets. And you're saying that any seven additionally to that, any qualifying contract at any level, would cause all of their contracts to net out. So in effect, their their other contracts would would nudge up or or would would serve to offset that fourth round pick for Lawson, which is now uh, as of right now their net value. Exactly. So, unless of course they lose another free agent like a Mackenzie Alexander, for instance, mm -hmm. that would qualify for the compensatory pick formula. Okay. 
So it's very important for them to be zero from this point forward in terms of net free agents, net qualifying free agent contracts. Exactly. And there's a potential, right? There has been rumors for Kenny Galladay that the Bengals offered him a contract and that may register as a fourth round compensatory pick. And in that case, that would net directly against Carl Lawson's Mm -hmm. and sort of replace it in the uh, compensatory pick formula. All right. Some big losses there. Who are some of the other key teams who their current status and the potential for them to sign a, a free agent and potentially offset might impact the Ravens draft picks? Sure. So we talked about the Steelers and the Bengals a little bit already. Another player on the Steelers is Alejandro Villanueva. Mm-hmm. And while at this point in time, it is unlikely that he will sign a contract that's over the 13 million um, average per year that Ngakwe got, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. The Steelers right now have zero signings from other teams. So effectively, any of their compensatory picks right now are pretty safe when you're looking at their free agents. Um, another, but, but if they lost Villanueva, they might upgrade the seven that they're projected to get for Tyson Alulu up to a five, maybe say. Exactly. Okay. And, and if it were to affect Judon or Ngakwe's rating, it would be in the four or three range. Mm-hmm. So another, yep, go ahead. yeah, uh, another team to look into is the New Orleans Saints with Trey Hendrickson, who right now the New Orleans Saints only have two players that are qualifying, which is Hendrickson and Justin Hardy. Now, if they sign two more players and don't lose any more, then they would net against Hendrickson and Hardy that's sitting on there. Justin Hardy currently has a seventh round. Right. Now, to be practical, the Saints don't have any money, so they're not going to be signing any free agents, we don't think, this offseason. Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty unlikely a scenario to happen. Okay. Who else? What other teams are, are in there uh, with uh, the potential to hose the Ravens out of, uh, out of a pick or a, uh, a round? The, the big one that's the big free agent prize that's still sitting out there is obviously we talked about a little bit earlier is Kenny Galladay Mm -hmm. and it's been reported that he's looking for 18.5 million. And if he were to get that 18.5 million, then he would be slotted in that third round above Bud Dupree and would make it less likely that Matthew Judon would qualify for a uh, third rounder. If what we were discussing earlier happened and the NFL made adjustments. Okay. All right. So that obviously is something the Ravens would not want. Uh, you, you have some of the other players here. Richard Sherman is still not signed, according to the, uh, the spreadsheet you sent me. As of now, Richard Sherman is not signed. That is correct. Yeah. But if we base his contracts on a similar structure that Patrick Peterson got, Patrick Peterson got a one-year $8 million deal, as reported today. So if you get somewhere along those lines, it would not affect Ngakwe or Judon. 
Okay. Anthony Harris has been a player that a lot of people have talked about as being the best safety out there or one of the best uh, that made it all the way through to free agency. Is is he a guy who could impact the fourth round? Well, he was just signed either yesterday or this morning for one year, $5 million, which... Holy mackerel. Oh, it was, a, it was a steal of a deal. Who got him? Um, I forgot. Let me... I think... Let me look into it. It's okay. We can we can get we can go back to that after the show. But that's that's very interesting. By the way, we're taping this on March twentieth. That's important for folks to know because free agency moves quickly, and it may be by the time you hear this on the twenty second or the twenty third that uh, it won't. Uh, the information will have changed here. But the, this is still an excellent uh, understanding you're giving us here of of exactly how these comp picks work, and we appreciate that. It was the Philadelphia Eagles. By the way, I got that steal for uh, Anthony Harris. Another team that I, I thought didn't have any money to spend, but uh, but we'll see. Uh, they obviously they had to unload a lot of contracts in there at some point. I noticed the Chiefs are sitting here with Joe Tooney signed and no players lost, though they did lose a couple guys they had to cut. Um, but they they're a team that is not going to participate in the that does not appear in the compensatory formula next year. Yeah, so likely they still have a fairly highly valued player that's sitting as a free agent with uh, Sammy Watkins. Um, but because that Joe Tooney, his deal qualifies in that third round compensatory pick, then effectively any pick below that third rounder would then be canceled out. Okay. And the rest of their guys, there isn't a single player there who's really exciting. I guess Austin Reader is a possibility to qualify. Trying to think of whoever else is in there. Le'Veon Bell, maybe? I I would be pretty surprised if Le'Veon Bell got over thirteen million at this point. No, 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 no. I'm oh, sorry. Pick, fourth round pick. I'm talking about any pick. Uh, if if Le'Veon Bell are, are people likely to wait for the bargain bin to occur and then sign Le'Veon Bill for maybe you know a year at three million, a year at you know two point eight million with incentives kind of thing, or are they going to sign him uh, sign him earlier? Yeah, it's certainly possible. I mean, it's if you look at some of the Ravens players too that kind of fit in mm-hmm. that criteria. You have a player like Willie Sneed, who if you look at um, some of the free agent contracts that have been given out. It's certainly reasonable that Willie Sneed could get a one-year, $3 million deal. Um, in the past, Seth Roberts was a player that a lot of Ravens fans didn't expect was going to qualify for a compensatory pick and then ended up netting us, I think it was a sixth-rounder or a fifth-rounder. So he, he's another guy that could potentially get one. Um, DJ Fluker is another one who could potentially, based on the constraints in the market and a lot of teams having needs on the offensive line, could potentially net a uh, one-year, $2 million deal, something along those lines that would add him to the formula, similar to kind of what you're talking about with Le'Veon Bell. Right. All right. Well, it'd be interesting to see where Snead ends up because I think a lot of Ravens fans would say if he could come back here for one year at that price, that'd be kind of exciting, but they wouldn't... They they could do it now and they'd be ahead of the other teams in terms of their ability to not get penalized for it in terms of the comp formula, but they could also wait and just say, Hey, test the market. Doesn't work out. Come back to us. Um, the Ravens don't, they have not yet addressed the wide receiver position in free agency. They probably will in the draft, at least with one selection, you would think. Uh, but they may also decide that, that Willie Sneed might be the best available option. He certainly is a, was a pretty good player for the Ravens for a few years. 
No, I'd, I absolutely agree. Yeah, right now where the Ravens sort of sit, we talked about Ward a little bit earlier. I kind of look at them as having one silver bullet effectively if they want to keep those Judon and Ngakwe picks that they can effectively sign any player that's below that Andy Dalton line, as you will, for maybe a $9 million or less. As long as it qualifies for a fifth-round draft pick or less, that will net against the Jihad Ward deal. Even though Ward currently doesn't qualify in the 32, he still qualifies as a compensatory free agent. All right. And if they do, if the Ravens do decide um, that they need to go out and get a Kenny Galladay, here at this point, they can do it and they could. And let's say he makes uh, 15, 16 million a year in salary. He would be he would offset one of their fourth round compensatory picks. And and that has to go into the thinking of what was the cost. And in fact, he would offset their higher pick because he would really be a third himself. And so if they did have someone move up by reformulization of the minimum line for a third round comp pick, it's likely then that, that the Ravens would lose a little more from signing a dollar. It has to go into the, the thought process in terms of making that signing. Uh, it's not the overwhelming consideration, but it is a consideration. Exactly. So something really interesting that I was seeing yesterday was that whole Juju Smith Schuster situation that was going on. If you look at the sort of contract details that came out, that um, Schefter and Rappaport were talking about. It looked like the Ravens ultimately offered Juju $13 million with a $9 million base with about $4 million in incentives. Now, if you look at it in the context of that $9 million base is what was likely to be earned, mm-hmm. then that would net against the Jihad Ward pick and not Judon or Ngakwe. If the $4 million was likely to be earned bonus incentives, then it would net against Judon or Ngakwe. Okay. So that could have been difficult because NLTBE um, uh, bonuses are typically easier to put in a contract with the player missed a lot of time in the previous year, and Juju didn't really do that. So if you... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just going to agree with you that... J- the um, NLTBE bonuses with Juju would be a little bit trickier to put in there. However, if you look at a situation like the Cam Newton contract in New England, Cam Newton effectively signed a very large contract, which ended up being a one-year $5 million deal because of there was Pro Bowl incentives, All-Pro incentives, Super Bowl incentives, and playoff incentives that were all kind of netted in there, which netted up the value a lot. So that could have been something along the lines that the Ravens put into the uh, Juju offer. Okay. So those ones are, are very ethereal. They, they'll tend to evaporate pretty quickly. Um, the, the ones that are more concrete to a player are NLTBE bonuses that are like uh, games played, snaps played, where in the event they, they have an injury-free season, they're almost certain to collect them. And so, uh, you know, they've, they've, they're coming off an injury. They played three games the previous year. It's easy to say, well, okay, if you play 45% of the snaps, you, you get this bonus. Those qualify as NLTBE because they're, because they're less than last, sorry, they're more than last year. And I don't know how that, that, the NLTBE definition works exactly. Could you, can you give us any more color around that? 
Yeah, so my understanding is, and um, I've kind of read some of the stuff that Brian McFarland's put out there on the um, the bonus structures, as long as the bonus wasn't reached in the previous year, mm-hmm. it is uh, not likely to be earned. And if it was reached in the previous year, it is likely to be earned. So from my understanding of it all, a good example would be Tom Brady. Right? If you take Tom Brady's contract and it has Super Bowl incentives in there, those would actually be likely to be earned <laughs> in the 2021 season because he did it in the previous year. Okay, so now, now let's go back to, to the example of Juju, who played a lot of games last year, and we could actually bring it up, but we, I don't think we really need to. Um, if, if you have a player who played three years the year before, three games the year before, you could literally have an NLTBE incentive that is play four games, and we'll give you this bonus. Exactly. Okay, so that's... That makes it very easy. Now, Juju played six, all 16 games, started 14, you know, had 97 targets, 800 yards. And it's, it, I think it'd be very hard to structure anything where, but they, they probably can find a way where it's a not likely to be earned that he'd be very confident that he would earn it. Yeah. So sort of what I look at, if, if I'm evaluating that contract, Right. The Ravens probably offered him one year, $13 million as a, as a deal, as long as everything being reported is correct. Um, it's also very possible that they truly offered him one year, $9 million um, with, you know, all of those additional fluff that's put in there for um, things like Super Bowls and things along those nature. So, um, if you want to compare the offers that Juju got, it's not nearly as bad sounding to the uh, Ravens fan base. If you want to, you know, be optimistic and think that it's a nine million dollar with the Ravens versus eight million dollar with the Steelers, right? Okay, so anyway, yeah, we we would need to know the nature of those NLTV bonuses. So that's great. Is there any other single player out there that sticks out to you? Jadavian Clowney's name I'm seeing here with the Titans. Um, would he likely have an impact as time moves on here? The, the, it would be the Titans, what, fourth loss of a player, and it might net them an additional pick? So my expectation is that after the last season that um, Clowney had, he's probably not going to get over Ngakwe. I, I think that Ngakwe and Judon both had better seasons than Clowney in the last year. Um Clowney may have the first pick pedigree involved, and there might be some team that's willing to give him a lot of money. But as the market continues to shrink, as more and more teams spend money, I think it becomes less and less likely that Clowney is going to be qualified for a uh, over $13 million um, salary. Okay. Well, very cool stuff, Connor. Thanks for taking us through this. We really appreciate learning a little bit more about the compensatory offsets and you know how they do the slotting and whatnot. Lots of new information for me here, and I appreciate that. Uh, one more time with your Twitter address. Uh, HCDVan. HCD Van. Okay, very good. And uh, give Connor a follow. He's he's fairly active out there on Twitter and responding. Respond quickly to questions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I haven't gotten a ton, but hey, I'm I'm very willing. All right. Well, hope you hope this gets you some followers anyway from that and, and some good interactions with other people who are interested in this sort of stuff. Uh, if you're interested in being on a film study short yourself, it's real easy. Send me an email, filmstudy21 at verizon.net or contact me on Twitter. 
All I want is a focused topic, something that's, that's uh, you know, uh, tiny, can be discussed in somewhere between 15 and 30 minutes. And, uh, and we can have a good back and forth on that can create interesting content that people can digest more easily than some of the regular season one hour plus podcasts. Uh, and we've had a fair amount of demand for that. Thanks for listening again, Connor. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch, now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture. And when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space, just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in-store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.